You are listening to The Benchcast with your hosts, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast. And we are here with our guest, Tony Carlino. What's up, my friend? What's up? How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for joining us on the Benchcast this week. Um, you are a strong fella, probably one of the strongest, the guests that we've had on the Benchcast so far. Uh, what are your lifts at right now? Uh, well, my bench, you know, the, uh, the most I've done at the Arnold last year, I was the 850 bench. But in training, I've been going, uh, training's been going pretty well. I just went 915 down to a one board. And then and just last Saturday, pounds, right? yeah, I did a thousand fifteen to a two board just this last Saturday. Crazy, absolutely so. wild. <laughs> <laughs> and how's, that, how's the thousand pound squat sound, Elvis? Because I know you've uh, you've handled a thousand as well, plenty of times in squatting. Yeah, uh, I've done a you know I've handled a thousand eleven hundred with some reverse bands. I'm I'm actually much more comfortable benching a thousand than I am squatting it. Yeah, they're spoken like two bench vessels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about deadlift? That, uh, I I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is my yeah. least favorite of them all. I I pulled six seventy two raw and I pulled six seventy five in gear. That's impressive. Yeah, I don't I don't train. Right. It. I literally just train it if I have a full meet coming up. So um, we just did the last man standing event. Uh, back in what was September, and you said something like you you were invited to the WPO meet, which was that was a big deal for all the uh, quit lifters, and what that took place in Orlando like just this past month, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago I think, and you were invited down to that. But um, when I talked to you in Ohio, you said you weren't doing it. Uh, can you share why what you said? It was about the deadlift. Yeah, I really just despise training deadlift and my deadlift wouldn't be you know up to par with those guys at, at the meet and I just really hated training it uh I ended up doing the meet a couple weeks before it you know, up in Tennessee just to get a full power meet and I like to do one like once a year but yeah uh I need to get my if I really want to compete with those guys I need to get a, a decent deadlift in get over seven maybe like 725 at least with my other two lifts to be competitive with them so yeah those are there's some big lifts those guys are putting up. But I thought that was the funniest thing in the world when uh, <laughs> I was saying, hey, you're going to do WPO, and then you're like, no, nah, I don't like deadlifting. <laughs> yeah. I tried training it for a couple of weeks, and, and then like a couple weeks go by, and I would just not do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'll am i pass this year. F this. <laughs> so real strong lifts across the board. I mean, handling 1,000 pounds in any of the lifts is incredible. Um, but – I remember you two years ago, I believe it's two years ago now, uh, from the Arnold when you were in the Bench Bash show and you actually won the, the title belt, I think, for heavyweights. Was that two or three years ago? I can't remember. Uh, 2017. So just, you know, almost two years, two years ago now. Yeah, so it was uh, two years back. I remember uh, that's the first time, um, you know, I really heard your name and learned of you. 
and I probably started following you at some point after that. But um, I remember it was you, and then I don't. I think it was Greg who won the the lightweights. Greg Powell. Yeah. And I also watched that event uh, the year before as well, and I think um, I can't remember who took it that year. I think but, Matt Manuth took heavyweights. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, Matt Manuth. He's yeah, he's crazy. He, yeah. He just would, just one WPO with like a torn bicep or something. Yeah, he just benched nine twenty three in a full meet and then pulled his bicep on his first deadlift, came back and pulled it, you know, switched his grip up, pulled it and broke the all time two forty two total record. That's nuts. Yeah. And I remember with past Arnold too, he set a world record as well. Yeah. Uh, he he crushed it. I'm I'm just glad he's not in it this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his bench is uh, up. Yeah, uh, he's he's strong all the way around. But, yeah, uh, I remember seeing you two years ago at the Arnold. You actually won, and you're coming back this year. Like I said, we just did the last man standing event in Ohio together, and that was in September. Went down to uh, Dan Dag's gym there. I did a, a recap on that for anyone listening and wants to go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, recap that whole event. Uh, it was a great time, but. I don't remember when this last man standing type of meet was around originally. Uh, I, I don't even know if I was powerlifting back then. Um, I think we're talking like 2007 or something. I think they, they had this type of meet around. But mm-hmm. uh, this year's Arnold is a little bit different than it has been in the past. It's not your traditional three-lift format. Uh, it's a last man standing format. So uh, you want to kind of just recap real quick what that kind of – uh, encompasses there like what what this last man standing event is going to be yeah well i know he's switching it up for the arnold a little bit yeah. i think yeah, from what happened in ohio yeah at least the you know the weight classes he's putting in the middleweight for 220s and 242 they and, added uh, in the middleweight and i know i'm definitely going to find my way down there because i don't want to be lifting with you and and rich and jason but, right <laughs> So I'm uh, definitely going. Yeah, um, you know, basically, uh, you get a set weight you have to start out at, and then you get, you know, you hit it, you move up. What was it, twenty five to forty pounds, somewhere in between there, and yeah, then you if you miss it, yeah, if you miss it, you can take it again, but you can't miss it twice in a row. So, you know, you got to hit one. I think he's still doing it that way for the Arnold. Um, yeah, from what I know, um, that's how it looks like it's going to run. Like for you guys in the heavyweight division, starting at 660 on the bar, and then you can either take 25-pound or 40-pound jumps. And, um, you know, I guess the last guy left with the highest amount of weight is your winner. Yeah. Um, and this is how it ran when we kind of like test drove the whole concept in Ohio. And how many uh, lifts did you end up doing in total? In total, I think I did eight, eight benches. Eight of them. Yeah, eight. I know, so a lot of like guys, a full meet and just bench presses. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that is a lot of attempts, and uh, I think you and um, you know Jason and everyone pretty much left there at the end was like eight or nine attempts in. Yeah. And how did that feel compared to a normal three lift bench meet? Yeah, it takes a lot of. My wrist was messed up. It's still a little 
sore here and there. It feels like it got a bruise. I got something messed up in it. But anyway, yeah, I feel like it takes more out of me doing benches because anybody that's been in a shirt knows how hard it is to touch. And, you know, touching eight times, you know, gradually going up is you know, taxing, very taxing. Having to switch shirts if you have different shirts and, you know, if you miss a lift, having to come back and uh, it's just, it's draining. I'd rather do the full meet. You know, I mean, I, I love bench. I'd rather bench only, but, you know, as far as taxing, uh, bench only, you know, that last man standing took way more out of me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about what you thought about that format in general. So you're saying you, you like, uh, you like the traditional three lift bench and meet better? Well, yeah. I mean, th- I mean, doing, doing something like this and it is fun, you know, for the Arnold, it's a show, you know, I don't mind doing it. Um, three lifts. I wouldn't want this, you know, the big bench bash, you get a lot of bomb outs. That's why he's switching it up because a lot of people were trying to open up too heavy and couldn't hit their lifts for the, the bench bash and just ended up bombing. But it, you know, they, they both have their place. I like them both. Anything benching, I really, I like, so you're down for. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you, I, I think it's, it's pretty cool because, uh, at least for me, uh, I'm, I'm just so competitive. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, uh, the first time I got to go to the Arnold full power, uh, I was amped about it because I mean, I, I mean, it is the stage, you know, the, the Arnold and everything you're, you're at that event, but, um, more so just cause at some of these local meets, it's like, you're the only multiplied guy there. So yep. you never get any competition, but now it's like, wow, I might at least have one person in my division. This is awesome. At least I get to like match up and try to do some of that. Um, that's just kind of my sports background. I just like that competitive aspect. Yep. And I think the format is just really cool uh, to bring out like that strategy and, and competition. Um, you know, other otherwise, you know, you got those three lifts and it's like the open light to stay in the meet. Yeah. You take ER and then maybe something to win. And there's not much, uh, you know, battling going on there. You know what right. I mean? So uh, I think it's going to be really cool for the lifters and, you know, beats you up, of course. But I think it'll, it'll be a really good show. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and to seeing you back up on the stage, you must be excited to be back up there. Yeah, I wanted to go last year. Uh, work and you know financial situations, I couldn't make it this past year, but uh, I'm definitely excited to go back this year and get back up there. There's nothing like it. That was the best, most exciting meet I've ever done. Is that bench bash? Yeah, uh, the crowd is is something else there. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else you're gonna get that. Yeah, I've been you to know, the like, Olympia and stuff. There's, there's nothing compares to the Arnold bench. Yeah, uh, that that crowd like really they swarm in. Yeah. Um, I know Dan always does a great job pumping them up. And mm-hmm. last year, I know we made a bunch of T-shirts, and I was you know my the crew I brought down. Um, we just had probably the biggest blast just throwing out those T-shirts, right, yeah. Elvis? Oh man, that was a great time. Hey, Elvis was down to film, and I was just I was like, here, take some shirts, and we had the duffel bag, and we were just whipping them out to the crowd. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, but yeah, you're, exactly. It's just it's a one of one of a kind type meet. Um, just the energy of the meet is unlike anything else. Yeah, like he introduces everybody. You know, you get to come out with your own introduction, your name, and walk out and see that crowd. It's it's you know it gets the adrenaline going for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, so Rich Putnam won last year, the heavyweights. Uh-huh. So he kind of took your belt there. You weren't at the meet, of course, but yeah. <laughs> you know, until otherwise, that's your belt. And then last year he came in and won that event. Um, so he's back this year. He's actually bringing down a, a pretty big crew. And then Jason Nobler as well. I mean, you were the three guys left in the heavyweights battling it out in September. And yeah. I had a hell of a time watching that. That was really, really cool to see because uh, you guys just kept going back and forth. Um, so I imagine the Arnolds just could come down again to you three. I know it was a real great lineup, but I think it's going to be you guys at the end battling out. And, um, you know, I'm hoping my end of it is, is done already just so I can kind of <laughs> sit back and enjoy the show that you guys are going to put on. Um, but do you have like a certain strategy you're coming in with or anything to try to beat these guys? Are you just trying to get strong as hell and yeah. keep putting up? Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, my strength is, it felt like it's increased a little bit since then. Um, I didn't have any strategy this, you know, when, when we did the one in September, but then Jason ended up going just five pounds above me. I went up 40 or I know I made like a 25 pound jump once and then he made like a 30. And then I couldn't get above him. So that's how he beat me at this last one. So I have to have some type of strategy because I didn't even think about it this time. I was just, you know, putting in weights. And then, so I'm going to have to have some type of strategy, especially when he brings that bench daddy shirt. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you what you thought of the bench daddy shirts, because that's something that just kind of came out. Um, Womack started making them and it appears from what you see, it's just like pretty much the bench daddy product sewn around a shirt. Um, so it's just wearable. So you can like compete at a meet with it. Um, not legal everywhere. So some feds don't allow it yet, but XBC does. And he's sponsored by them. He'll be wearing it. What do you think of those shirts? Do you think that's like a real traditional shirt or uh, more of a slingshot type device product or what? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like it personally being able to be in the meat. You know, I know why it's in the meat, but you know, I don't like it being able to compete against bench shirts. I think the shirts should go against the shirts. If they want to throw in the bench daddy thing, maybe have their own division, whoever wants to use those and they kind of do a little bench off because I mean, you have to be strong to be able to move the weights anyways, but it takes the difficulty of touching, which is a huge part you know, and short adventuring takes that difficulty out of it. You still have to be able to handle it. You know, I get that, but at the same time, it just takes that part out. And you get a person like Jason, who's just, you know, strong as he is, he's going to be able to handle, he just did like a thousand to a two board or something in that thing. So, you know, and it, it, that's the only part that bugs me is just that it takes the difficulty of touching out of, you know, the bench. And that's, that's a big part. You can miss, you you know, a lot of people miss because they can't touch or, you know, the technique is off a little bit. You're going to, you're going to miss or whatnot. So I I like it as a training device. You know, if you want to train in it, you have like a 12 week training cycle and you want to throw that on for the first two, three weeks, you know, save your shirt and whatnot. But as far as putting it in with the bench shirts, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but now I'll do what I have to do and try to beat them anyways. Yeah. So I was talking with Dave Kingwater, who um, just got himself one of those bench daddy shirts. And I know for him, too, he'd always have a really hard time touching or finding the right groove. And 
I know he's had some histories of like um, you know some shoulder issues and stuff, and it would bother him I think to really get down there all the way. But I was talking with him, and he absolutely loves it because now he can touch more freely and it doesn't bother him, which I think is cool. But it like you were saying, it does dumb down the technique I think a lot, uh, at least in terms of touching weight, which is you know, really the hardest part in the venture is just getting down there with the damn thing. Right. Um, and it looks like it's giving you the same amount of pop just off the chest. I mean, once you get that spring, it's just, can you lock the thing out mostly? Exactly. So while it takes away from some of the technique, which I don't really like, um, you know, I guess when venture started, it was a safety thing, but now it, it was just kind of a race to what can we wear to get the most out of our bench so, like, I, I understand the concept, and, and I'm, I'm not really mad at the concept because, you know, it's really just a race of what can we throw out there to bench the most weight humanly possible. Right. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you still got to have the thing in your hand. So, um, you know, when I think of it that way, it's like, you know, they're going to, if, if it's allowed and, you know, you're going to wear it anyway, you know, I better get my hands on it and kick your ass in it anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I thought about, uh, trying to get one just because I think it would be easier to use and, you know, less taxing on the body for, a, you know, that many benches. But then I saw the price and I was like, well, I'll just stick with my bench shirt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the thing. It multiplies. It, it adds up. I mean, uh, yeah. just after that meet in Ohio, I went and I had the problem with traction with my feet and I was like, time for new shoes. I got those Mark Bell power shoes, like within the hours it was available. Um, I got a new pair of those. Uh, I went and got another shirt, luckily off a friend of mine, like brand new, but it was like half off the original price, um, which is kind of what you got to do in this game. Just find some used stuff real cheap because it adds up quick. Yeah. And I think after adding it up in total, after that meet, like I, it must have been like $600 just gone like that. Um, and I didn't even realize because I just was like, this is what I need for the Arnie coming up. So I'm going to have to do what I got to do. But right. it, it adds up quick. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, I mean, I have to like you know find some old stuff, old briefs or old shirts I don't use. Try to sell them, so I can scrounge up some money if I need a new bench shirt or something. Yeah, it's it's pricey. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll end up doing. I'll just uh I'll sell whatever I have, like my squat suit or whatever, and go get a new shirt. And that's kind of what it comes down to because it it is very very pricey. Um, but what what are some of the shirts that you've competed in that you really like? Do you just have a certain shirt you've always used, or do you usually switch it up every now and then? Like, what's the what's the deal? Uh, I mean, Multiply. The only shirt I've competed in is the Injured the Super Duper Phenom. I've tried a Triple Ply um, Super Katana. I tried it one attempt. And I couldn't, uh, I opened up at nine and I couldn't touch with it. It just stopped. There's no give. It just locks up. So I didn't want to attempt to that shirt. That's exactly what I was getting out of that Super Katana. Is it, it's like that last little inch, right? And it just wants to stop. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't give at all. Like the you know the super duper phenom, it'll start. You know, you patient with it. It'll keep stretching. It'll keep going. That shirt just locked up. But other than that, it's just a phenom I've trained a multiply. Um, I've done a couple of single ply meets back when I first started benching. And they used a single ply overkill and a single ply super katana. 
and uh, benched uh, seven oh five two times in both of those shirts, single ply. And then I just stuck to multiply from there on out. Did what? What were some of the differences between the single ply and the multiply that you found? And if someone's starting out, like brand new, um, you know, probably competed for a while but wants to start benching in a shirt. Would you recommend they start with like a single ply or just kind of get a multiply and learn it? Like, what's your philosophy on that? The difference between those? Oh, well, the difference in the shirts is definitely obviously the thickness in it. But the main difference I could tell is that that thicker collar on the multiply is when I first put on a multiply shirt, it was so much pressure at the chest. It was ridiculous. Um, that's about it. The single ply is a little tighter. It like digs into you a little bit more. It bites you a little bit more. Um, but that's the main difference I found is just that, that, that collar for me is just, there was just so much more pressure that I had to get used to handling, um, on that. And as far as, uh, a beginner or somebody, you know, just beginning out and beginning in a shirt, I would suggest, I would probably suggest a, a single ply, a little bigger single ply than you would normally get, you know, because I don't think people realize that amount of, it's completely different. It's like two different sports, raw and shirted. It's just completely different groove technique. You have to almost relearn how to bench. So I, I would suggest if they can get a loose shirt, you know, learn it, learn the groove learn how to tuck, handle heavier weights, and then, you know, get a tighter shirt or maybe move up to a two-ply if you know, they want to go multi-ply. Yeah, that's uh, kind of always how I would approach it with people. If someone wanted to learn a shirt, you know, one of our crews, and mention like a slingshot or, or something hopefully a little more fresh than that, but just learn a little bit of a different group. And then transition over to a shirt, like a loose shirt, nothing too crazy, but, um, you know, same, same type of deal, just slowly get into it, but in terms of just getting into it, I've always just been like, let's just jump into it, you know, let's get, uh, get a multiply, we'll do multiply, and we'll learn it from there. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple guys at the gym, if they want to do multiply, then I won't start them out single ply, you know, get a two ply. You know, we usually have some guys at the gym that have some old shirts or the gym has some old shirts in the back that, you know, you can try out. Um, but, yeah, if you want to start out multiply, I would suggest just, you know, jumping right into it. You're you're not going to be ready for it. So you just got to, you know, get into it, try to get used to it over time. Yeah. So you've always just traded that. Is there SVP, Sam? Yep. As multiply, that's the first shirt I had. And then it, I just stuck with that. I keep just... Um, I have about four or five of them, whether they've been given to me or, or new ones, you know, with the different, they'll come out with different materials sometimes that are different sizes. And uh, you got to get them altered if something tears or you get a little bigger, lose a little bit of weight. But and they, they've always worked for me. So I'll stick with it until they don't work anymore. Yeah, and my experience as well sound very similar to yours. Started out single ply. Um, was in the reject, went to the SVP, and I bought this SVP from a guy in Texas on eBay. And um, I've had it ever since. And I tell you, I've tried a lot of different stuff recently and in the last few months. And 
uh, I keep finding that black SPC. I brought up this guy that I've been using for like three years now. Um, feels the best. And I don't know what material was used whenever he got it, but I love I love my SPP. And I just sent it off to uh, Ginny, Ginny Phillips there up in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. She's like the the one to go to for all the shirt mods. So I, I sent it out to her, get it tightened up, put it back up. And it's uh, pretty much the name of the game. We'll just find a shirt that you uh, enjoy working in, you feel comfortable in, and then you can do everything to adjust it to you make it work for you right that's what so, i do in the alterations i send it out to her too yeah. cone i like to cone the sleeves a little bit sometimes shorten the sleeves because i'm not the longest person in the world so yeah yeah i always end up having to uh to pinch the arms i'm probably the uh the littlest arm dude there <laughs> I, I don't even know if i hit 17 inches there <laughs> I always have to seam those things in. Um, so I wanted to ask you, why did you, did you take the fencing the most? Did it just kind of come natural to you? Um, and do you just consider yourself really a bench-only guy? Or uh, or would you still say you're kind of a full-power guy at heart? Like you would, you said you do one meet a year. No, at heart, I'm definitely bench-only. It's my first, you know, I like benching the most in, you know, high school when you had to lift weights and stuff. And then I played basketball in high school. And then after high school, I had to figure out something else to do. So me and my buddies would just always kind of like try to max out at the gym. We'd, we'd train a little bit and max out. And I was always just a little bit stronger than, you know, a lot of my friends. And I just liked the bench the most. And so I came across the Ryan Canelli Road to the Arnold DVD. Yeah. That's the first time I had ever seen a bench shirt. And I was like, whatever that is, I want one. And it took like two, three years later until I actually got one. But I knew right when I put it on, that's what I wanted to keep doing. I always wanted to bench, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine hundred pounds. It's just always been a dream of mine. And so I just feel like when you hold that weight, there's nothing that compares to the adrenaline rush when you when you hold that weight in your hands and, and you know and you're pressing it up, squatting it, you know, that's cool. Pulling it, you know, whatever, but. To me, there's just nothing that compares to it. And I've always just loved benching. Um, yeah, the, my goals, all my goals, like I've always wanted to squat a thousand in the meat and, and stuff. But as far as like my main goal, the things that just get me going, get my juices going, just anything benching. When I think about a bench only training cycle, it just it fires me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Um, it's just something about having that weight in your hands held over your head that, you know, anything can go wrong at any time. It's, it's definitely some type of crazy adrenaline rush that you don't get really with anything else. I mean, squatting was, was cool, but it's, it's, it's just different. Can't really explain it, but, um, you know, same type of deal. It, it's uh, something else when you got that weight in your hands there and just how the shirt works with you around you and stuff. And, yeah. Um, quite like that. But um, so you you just consider yourself a uh, bench only guy, really. All your goals are really just centered around hitting that big bench. Yep. Yeah. I uh, like I said, I try to do one full power like once a year. I don't really want to do more than that. Like I said, I don't like to train my deadlift, and I really don't like putting on a full squat suit with knee wraps and a belt. It's just 
so much, you know, to put on. I don't mind. I like squatting big weights like that in the suit and stuff. I just, but I don't like to do that as much. And so, you know, once a year or so is, is fine, but I, I consider myself bench only for the most part. It's funny you mentioned that Ryan Canelli DVD because I remember watching that as well. I think I watched it off of YouTube, uh, and you know that that was just a really cool put together series of videos there through his training leading up to the Arnold. Um, just man, he was moving around some massive weight, and you just kind of watching that, you're like, man, I wish I could do that one day. Yeah. Um, yeah he's a he's a real freak, and I always show everyone. The uh, video of him, I've never seen it on YouTube, where he's in a meet, and then it just, it looks like he's bleeding from the eyes. He's got a nasty nosebleed, but he gets up and it's just streaming down his face. Yeah. <laughs> you the, ever see that? The one where he missed, is on a, it's on a stage, he missed the lift, but he came up and he was all bloody. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the one. Yeah. yeah. I show that to everyone. I'm like... <laughs> Hey, check this out. This is what happens when you bench in the shirt. Yeah. Freak them out a little bit. Yeah. But um, I was super amped one day. It was just like 420 to a one board. But in the winter, I'll get these nasty nosebleeds just all the time. Like I, I could be eating a sandwich and start bleeding up. That's <laughs> uh, just how it goes in the winter. But um, uh, I had 420 to a one board. And I guess just the pressure kind of set me off. And uh, the nose started bleeding while I was benching ran down to like my eyes and then it's on my youtube uh 421 board i get up and it's just kind of streaming down looks like from my eye so i was so pumped because it was just like that ryan canelli youtube vid yeah uh, so uh but yeah he, he's really he's, he's something else i think he's still got the record if i'm not mistaken uh he benched the- uh 1075 and then what tiny meeker came out and benched 1102 um but in all the record books, up, you know, technically, I guess it's the record. But when you look on Powerlifting Watch, I think, or Open Powerlifting now, it's not on there. So I don't know why. I don't know if it's not technically counted, but I'm, I don't know. I know he missed it and they counted it in the meet. So, oh, um, Tiny Meekers was done on a fat pad. So, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think they really count that uh, record. Okay. Yeah, uh, which really sucks. Like, you know, I guess the fat pad's not regulation. So although he crushed that weight, uh, I don't think they honor it in, like, the record books just because it was done on a fat pad, which I think is really dumb. But, um, yeah, uh, Tiny is just – he's the man. I have uh, a signed photo that, that I got from from the Arnold that I keep up in our gym. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, he, he's just the man, like – that 1102 flew. And yeah, he, I always, he makes everything look like speed work for sure. Oh, yeah, just it flies and it's so much weight. But uh, even his training videos, I know he's not really training like that now, but um, you know, he lost a lot of weight and all that. Um, doing like that whole Vinny Dezenzo thing, you know, once, yeah. you, once you're done, but big <laughs> kind of trip. But um, yeah, he uh, uh, just. It's funny because we'll always mimic it uh, in training. You know that guy yelling? He's like, Tiny Meeker's Power Gym, July 22nd. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. So there's some really cool training vids from him too. But, um, yeah, he's he's definitely the man. 
and I unfortunately they took away that record. I don't know why, but yeah, I met him a couple times at the Arnold, at the Olympia and the Arnold. Super nice guy. I talked to you forever. Him and I met Scott Mendelson. I haven't met Ryan Kennelly yet. Those are my three, you know, bench idols. So I'm still waiting to meet him. But yeah, Tiny Maker is super cool, super nice guy. Help you out any way you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have not um, met Scott Mendelson yet either, uh, but I really enjoy that powerlifting documentary uh, documentary that's out. I for, forgot the name, but uh, you can see that on YouTube too. But it really highlights him as well, and that's a great watch too. If you haven't ever seen that, one. Uh, powerlifting, Power Unlimited. Power Unlimited. Yeah, I, I have that one. I have that as well. And yeah, there's a big piece on him there when he broke that thousand eight. Yeah, that, that was that's a great, great uh, documentary there. Yeah. Uh, so we we covered some of your bench goals there. Um, you wanted to, you know, growing up, hit those eight hundred at nine hundred. What is your your best meat bench again? Uh, I think eight, you hit me. Yeah, sure, eight forty eight right? at the Arnold. Okay, so that that was the year I saw you up there. Yeah. Um, a couple years back. So what what is your plan right now i know with this show there's not really a designated weight but you're looking like push 900 ultimately a thousand yeah i have a meet coming up uh december 8th so a week and a half from now where i want to go over 900 and i've i've been trying to go over 900 for like seems forever now but ever since the arnold i've attempted it i've attempted 900 twice in a meet and i've tried to open up a little bit below you know, to, to get momentum, but uh, I've attempted nine twice and I almost got it. I haven't quite, you know, gotten it all the way. I haven't locked it out. And one time it kind of got away from me. It came back at my face pretty good. Uh, luckily, I didn't do anything, but this training cycle has been going. What's that? You say it hit your face? No, it, it just missed it. It came back at the rack so fast. It just went over my head. Um, if I was like an inch closer to the rack, it would have definitely came down on my head. Yeah, that's scary yeah. when that happens. But I, I feel really good, really confident going into this meet to hit the 905. I'm going to open up at 905 and see where I can go from there. So I just want to get over nine now. I eventually want to bench 1,000. I'll probably have to get my body weight up to like 260 or 265. To you know. What are you sitting at now? I sit at about 251. Okay, well, shit, are you going to cut down the middleweight for the Arnold or what? I don't know. It depends. Uh, I've, I've been thinking about it. It depends on where I go. I've been eating a lot to stay up at this body weight because I've just been stronger. Um, I usually sit around 246, you know, 248 here and there, but 246 is where I usually just sit. But I've been eating a little bit more, and it seems to be helping my, you know, my bench out. I'm still able to touch in the shirt, and uh, still, you know, my strength is going up a little bit, so... We'll see. I haven't decided. I thought about it. I thought about going down to middleweight just because that'll be, you know, the whole bench daddy thing. But at the same time, I'd like to have some redemption against Jason and, you know, possibly beat him up there in the shirt and go against the heavyweights and try to put up some real big benches. So I haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. I, I could really go either way with that one, but I, I hear you on eat more making your bench feel good because we just had thanksgiving yeah. pies are out you know so yeah most of the training yeah to meet like at the end of the year you gotta you know try to hold back on 
all the holiday foods and stuff. If you got to cut weight, like I usually have to cut, you know, two to four pounds, which isn't a lot, but still don't want to make it harder than it has to be. But now I'm just eating whatever. Yeah, why, why don't you explain for anyone listening that doesn't really understand, like, the bench shirt and weight gain and all that, like, how gaining or losing weight can really affect your performance and how you kind of have to really spot on with the shirt you're using. Yeah, well, if you, you know, if you come in too light, a little lighter than you normally do when you're training or whatnot or when you originally got the shirt, it's not going to fit right. It's just going to be too loose. You're not going to get that pop. Um, you're not going to get the tightness down, you know, it's just kind of, you're not going to get much out of it, you know? Um, and if you're too heavy, you're going to fill out the shirt too much and the groove's going to be off. You're going to be, you're not going to be able to most more than likely not be able to touch in it or make it really hard to touch. I've, I've had that happen where I've come in too bloated and it was just a nightmare and, you know, to try to touch it. I just, you know, I couldn't get it down. So, it's it's good to be, you know, right around that way. You don't want to vary too much. So you keep that sweet spot. Whatever that sweet you know, spot is for you and that body weight is good to keep. Um, with this shirt that I have now, it's it's stretched out a little bit since I originally gotten it. So gaining a few pounds hasn't hurt me. I just can't. I got to be careful. I can't gain too much. Otherwise, it just it, it'll throw me off. You won't be able to touch anything. And, you know, the harder to touch, too, you know, you kind of lose that pop off the bottom anyways if it takes, you know, way too long to touch. Yeah, there's uh, definitely kind of a fine line, a little art to that. Yeah. And people don't realize, you know, the fluctuation of body weight and how much that actually affects your performance. I mean, it's pounds. You know, I know what Scott Mendelssohn's kind of record is saying how his shirt would perform totally different if he was like two pounds different, right? You know, accustomed to him and the dimensions that were fitted at the time, so mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't mess around too much body weight. Like you got some wiggle room, but like you're really got to be dialed in with what you're doing and know how the shirt's going to react to you losing, gaining weight, and all that. Yeah, exactly. So, so where are you uh, currently training now? I know you're down in uh, Georgia, correct? Yes, down in Georgia, we train out at uh, Marietta Barbell in Marietta, Georgia. It's just north of Atlanta. Uh, we got a, yeah. a great crew there. A couple guys. I got a guy um, that I trained with, Jeremy Yap, who's going to be doing the full power meet at the Arnold. So we'll get you know, two people from our gym represented at the Arnold, so that'd be pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah, so, it should be fun. What are you doing in your current training? right now like how how are you approaching getting ready for the december meet and then how are you going to go about um getting ready for the arnold you're going to do anything different because it's last minute standing how do you normally kind of break down your training this training cycle has been a little different than the past ones i usually do a shirt up one week out of the shirt the next i do every other week in the shirt um but i kind of focused on I switched my focus on um, kind of sports related, you know, in in any sports, football, basketball, you know, you'll do suicides. You'll do, you do a thousand things that make practice harder than the actual game. So that when you get in the game, you're, you're in shape, you're ready. So I thought about, you know, getting in my shirt twice, two weeks in a row, that has always sucked for me, but I figured if I could do it 
and be you know successful in it make it harder make my training harder than the actual meet will be because that second week in the shirt it tears me up it, i hate doing two weeks in a row but if i can handle it and you know just kind of dig through it and have a couple of successful training uh days in the shirt when i do two in a row then i figure i'll be better prepared for the meet so this training cycle i do two on one out two on one out and um I used to go also down to mainly just a two board, you know, sometimes a one board, but every certain week has been down to a one board uh, just to get that experience to coming down and the transition from pressing from a one board to a two board, you know, is completely different. Um, good. I was going to say hundred percent. I mean, even the difference between, a half board and, and touching sometimes is, is incredible. Yeah. And every time I miss 900 um, at the meets, it's been right at that tra transition point of where the two board is. And that's because I always went to a two board, you know, um, I, I go to one board every now and again, I did 905 to one board while I was training, but I didn't do it enough. So that transition where, you know, you got to do different things with your technique, you flare out, try to spread the bar, all that stuff um, was just, I knew what to do, but I wasn't, I didn't train it enough to just have it be second nature. So I figured I, you know, I do that this time in my training cycle and it seemed to be working pretty well. So hopefully I can put it together at the meet this time. Yeah. I, I hear you on the two weeks to one off ratio there. Uh, that's exactly how I typically break down my training as well. Um, it seemed like back in the day, you know, when I was only going through like 400s in the single ply shirt I had, I could train like I had, I had something planned out to train the shirt 12 weeks in a row. Yeah. It was no problem. <laughs> but, you know, when you get up there and wait, it, it beats you up really bad. And uh, that second week, I'm always like a little wary because you're still feeling it from the week before. And people don't realize, you know, when you're up there in that type of weight, like the, the weight you're handling, 900 pounds in training very frequently, um, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, uh, just a week too. It's like you gotta your your nervous system still kind of gotta, you know, get better from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing I did to help me with that too is I used to uh, I would heavy bench on Thursdays in my shirt, and I would squat on Saturdays. But I'd always gear up. I'd always get in my briefs or full squat suit. This time I haven't. You know, I've stayed out of my gear on leg day whether I would either squat or use the hack squat machine, I'd still hit legs hard. I just wouldn't have that extra day of overload on my body. I would just let it rest, you know, as far as just that extra pounding. So I think that helped as well as, you know, giving my body just that little extra time to recoup, especially getting in my shirt, you know, two weeks in a row. Uh, I think that really has played a big part. We just did a uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, I think on, um, just the differences between you know, being bench only and full power and how it can be a benefit to just being bench only and training that. But at the same token, it's still just as difficult because usually you're handling more um, in terms of just benching too. So like, what, what's uh, been the difference for you when you're training for a full power meet compared to like when you're just getting ready to strictly bench like what what changes in your training uh really just my squat day I, I, so i have like monday is speed bench tuesday is usually 
if I'm deadlifting, I'll deadlift, or it's just, you know, back accessories to help the bench. Thursday is shirted bench and Saturday squats. So the main thing that really changes is I'll either pull. I'll pull from, if I deadlift, I'll pull from the floor one week and I'll do like either rack pulls or block pulls the next week. And then my squat, I'll try to, um, if I'm doing full power, I'll do briefs one week, full gear the next, and then either raw, some type of like kind of, I wouldn't call it deload, but kind of deload from the gear, either raw or just light briefs type of speed work the next. And I do like a three week wave of that. And then it'll just start back over if I'm doing full power. If I don't do, if I'm just doing bench only, um, I'll still squat. And now again, like I said, this training cycle has been a little different, um, but I won't, I'll take my deadlift out. I'll just try to hit everything I can to help my bench, you know, as far as back exercises, rows, upper back stuff, anything I feel like that's going to help my bench. I'll just do that for back. And I still go, you know, decently heavy, but obviously nothing like asserted work. So either. Yeah. yeah. So full power is just adding in a deadlift and throwing on my suit for squats. Yeah. So it sounds like, for you it's predominantly like intensity based stuff yeah um so you're just not taxing your nervous system to a high degree right because i I definitely found that very challenging when like getting ready for full power and equipped it's just getting the suit on and then trying to actually bench in a shirt the next day like that's very very tough to do yeah Um, yeah if you have if you squat heavy in gear before you bench heavy in gear uh, I found that so hard to do. Your elbows are taxed from holding the bar. Everything's just more taxed. So that's why I like to schedule my bench, shirted bench, just slightly before my, you know, geared squats. So I feel like doing that doesn't take much out of my squat when I do that. Yeah, uh, a lot of what I've been doing lately with our team is uh, switching the deadlift and the squat weight. So just... I don't know, for whatever reason, traditionally squats would come first in the week. And we've just been finding that, you know, for, for those lifters who get beat up from the squat and it affects their bench, uh, I just been switching the deadlifts and the squat days up, and it seems to help a lot. I don't know if you do. You, I said you said um, you deadlift earlier in the week. Yeah, I'll deadlift. If I deadlift, I'll deadlift after, on Tuesdays after my speed bench day. And then I'll take a day off. I always take a day off before and after my shirted benches. Kind of forced you because it uh, takes a lot out of you. Yeah, for sure. And it's my favorite, so I want to be rested up for it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, why don't we touch on, you, know, you said you were eating good now. Do you, we, we just had Keith Odell on. I think you know Keith from the Gorilla Pack there. Uh-huh. And he was talking about nutrition with us do you do anything in specific with nutrition or you just kind of eat you know whatever you have and just because i know for me it's i try to stay clean but then just to keep gaining and and get to the weight i want to it's like i have to throw like some things in you know like uh i'll I'll drink um you know some some juice there here and there get some extra sugars and um you know whatever i I got some like banana bread down there now it's not always clean, but I need that extra calorie boost. Do you have anything specific you're doing? Or? Yeah, I usually stick. Right now, I've I've always stuck to the same foods. I eat decently clean. I have a, a protein shake with 
egg whites and uh, oat, a cup of oatmeal in the morning. You drink that down, and I'll have I'll either do some um, pork tenderloin or some ground beef uh, for a meal with some healthy fats, maybe some couple scoops of peanut butter afterwards that. Um, and then I will do some turkey burgers with rice, about a cup of rice. I'll throw in, which I want to switch up right now, but I'll throw in some uh, tilapia just because it, when I'm working, it's fast, it's easy, it's protein. It's not really calorie dense, but it works for right now. And I'll throw in some healthy fats with that. And I have a pre-workout shake that I take that has uh, some carb powder, a little bit of oatmeal, and some honey for like slow, medium, and fast digesting carbs so I can kind of stay full during my workout. Um, yeah. I have a post-workout shake with carbs in it, and then I'll have a, a big protein shake with some chocolate milk in it before bed. But in between that, I'll throw in granola bar. I'll have some oatmeal cream pies or something. Like I, I'll throw in some dirty. I don't keep it super clean. I'll keep it clean-ish, but to, to be able to handle the heavy weights, unless you're just genetically gifted, you know, like, Larry Wheels out there and, you know, Dan Green, they're just, you know, genetic freaks. You're going to have to throw some extra fats in there. You're going to have to have a little bit of extra cushion to handle the weights, I feel like, that we handle. Plus, I like to yeah, eat food like that, too, so. Yeah, those guys uh, just just built different. Yeah, they, they probably <laughs> eat whatever they want and say like that, so. Yeah, yeah so uh, I'm not that blessed. You know, I, I was always growing up as a larger kid, so um, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta fuel up for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not afraid to to get out there and eat. You know, I'm I'm trying not to do the fast food route. You know, I've uh, at least gotten away from that, so I'm predominantly clean. But um, yeah, it sounds like you're eating pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll throw in a little bit. I used to always do water with my shakes and stuff. I'll throw in some milk. I'll throw in some chocolate milk just to to kind of keep up this body weight at like two fifty two ish or whatever I'm at. You know, just keep it there. And I seem to be holding steady right here, so I'm just gonna keep eating when I'm eating, not getting too fat. So I'm good with it. Let me ask you: Do you do any uh, like intra workout type shake or something? <laughs> I like to. I don't always do it if I have, you know, a little extra cash that I can spend. I'll, I'll do some, like, either some BCAs or um, oh, this company makes something. It's kind of like Gatorade, but it's, like, enhanced, whatever they make. It's just powder that's, like, electrolytes, carbs that I like to take during my workout. But most of the time – oh, or those new drinks they have out called Body Armor Drinks, I think. Those new ones, I like to drink those. Those taste really good, and I'll drink those during my heavy, long workouts. Yeah, I, that's that's been my struggle uh, as of recent. I got better working passively, uh, passively uh, recently, but um, just getting through those long workouts, especially in the summer, drains you. Yeah, definitely. I always have to have something, especially during the summer. Yeah, I it, People don't realize, but if you're training that like in two, maybe even three hours sometimes for whatever reason, like that's that's a good chunk of your day. And if you want to fuel it up or continuing to hydrate and stuff, it's it's really tough to keep bringing the intensity you need to bring. Oh yeah, yeah. So our bench days, we'll start at six forty-five or seven. We won't be out of there till ten, ten thirty. You know, do the whole workout, not just benching, but accessories as well. And 
you know, you got to have something in you for those three hours. Yeah, I mean, just doing the shirt work with the crew uh, will take me at least two hours, at least two hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then to pop it off with accessories, I can only imagine, you know, now now you're getting this at three-hour territory. So uh, I definitely feel you on those sections as long. Right. So, um, why don't you start kind of round this up here? Um, wanted you to share some benefits because you're definitely one of the ventures out there right now for sure. Um, not too many guys over 900 pounds. You probably need them on your, your fingers, you know. So um, you're definitely one of the elite guys out there. And you got a lot of great benefits to share. Uh, but even if they're simple, I mean, do you have like three good take home tips for? Someone starting out on bench, or someone looking to kind of take their bench to the next level, or some kind of technique focus that they could be uh, working on, or even just things they could be doing in training to get better. Right. Well, one thing, well, the main thing I always tell people, especially if they're wanting to shirt up, is just focus on technique. Don't worry about the weight. You know, when you're first starting off, make sure you just master that technique. A lot of the new guys at the gym will, you know, they'll, they'll bring the bar down if they're getting down to a wind board and just end up dumping it forward a lot, you know. And so I just, I always hammer the technique, try to look at the little things and, you know, worry about the weights later. The weights are going to come once you, you know, perfect that technique. Because um, once you get that down, especially in a shirt, it's just, you're going to take, the weights are going to come regardless. So don't worry about the weights at first. And then, yeah, um, on that because uh, it's, I always say it that raw, you got to really dial in your technique, but then going into a shirt, it's like everything that you were told to do raw has, is magnified like a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just like if you weren't nailing it raw, you can maybe get away with it, but like in the shirt, you cannot get away with it. Not at all. Yeah. One small thing is just going to, you know, it ruined the whole, the whole bench. And, you know, to, to add on top of that, the next tip, I always just tell people to be be patient with the weights. You know, everybody wants to get in gear, obviously, to move more weights for the most part. But, you know, don't. it's it's definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. I, it took me forever to hit a 700 bench. You know, then it seems like once you hit that next number, the 7, the 8, whatever, it starts taking off a little bit. So I tell everybody just be patient. You know, just ride it out for what it is. There's no, you know, especially if you're you're in it like we are. You're in it for the long haul. You don't want to you don't want to get burnt out or anything. You know, take small gains. You know, take the small wins here and there. You know, you'll you'll get a big jump here and there. But you know, take it for what it is. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the struggles just as much as you enjoy you know winning the big ones. Yeah. Um, that- at the bench clinics I do, that's like one of the first things I go over is just like how you got to really be in it for the long haul longevity. And, uh, this sport's just, it, strength takes time, and the higher up you get in weight, the uh, longer it takes. You know, going from 500 bench to 600 was not really my experience going from six to seven, and uh, it takes a little bit more each time, and the effort needs to increase as well. Mm-hmm. Like, intensity to your training and the effort it's just everything needs to start increasing if you want to make that next jump um 
but yeah, you got to be in it for a long, long time, especially if you want to hit those elite numbers. I mean, very rarely do you get a guy like Larry Wheels, for example, who's just kind of a young guy just booming. Like, you know, for most of us, we got to put in like our 10, 15 plus years to get anywhere close to those numbers. Exactly, yeah. So longevity is huge. Uh, Do you do anything like mobility-wise or anything? Like you get weekly massages or anything to help with that? Uh, Actually, I need to work on my mobility. Every time I go to the chiropractor, they tell me that. I don't don't stretch too much. Um, I feel like being a little tight helps. You know, you don't want to be too tight. You don't want to hurt yourself. But um, I need to do a little bit more stretching. It definitely, you know, won't hurt anything. But one one thing I do do is – I, I go to the chiropractor every week, usually a day or two before I bench because that's my thing. But I, I'll make sure my back's adjusted. I can tell when you know when my when it's off, and usually after a heavy bench session, I can my hips are hurting, something's out, my low back. I'm walking funny, so I try to go to the chiropractor about every week um, and get that in. I don't do week any massages or anything like that, you know, consistently. I, I want to. I like to get a massage here and there. But, you know, I don't do that weekly. But, um, yeah, definitely the chiropractor helps me a lot. That's always something that, um, you know, I'm trying to get myself to do more regularly as well, just get that scheduled in. Because, uh, you know, it, it, it all and my experience when I was getting like regular massages is that uh, when you're in it, like you're getting these weekly massages and stuff, you don't really appreciate what it's doing for you because you don't feel a huge, huge difference. Like, it's nice, but, like, you don't really feel it in the moment. But then once you stop doing it, give it, like, three months, then you really start to realize what that is doing for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and when I don't go to chiropractor for, like, a week or two, I you can I can definitely tell. I can tell for sure. I try to keep that up. Yeah, and handling the weight that you're handling and you're trying to be in it for the long haul. Um, training smart is probably the most important thing, but all that extra stuff really helps. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah. You got to listen to your body. You got to, you know, don't do anything. You know, if it hurts, don't do it. But try to, you know, do everything you can to prevent it to hurting. So, yeah. Uh, so why don't you leave us with one of your favorite training tools like an exercise that's just kind of bread and butter for you as far as like an accessory um i mean it could be you know a secondary type bench move or accessory whatever you like to do on like a regular basis you think really helps you um my my thing um let's see i like to hit what i find most if i don't do it i can tell you know is i hammer on my shorter days, I'll do a two heavy tricep movements, and usually it's one free weight and one cable, and got it. And I hammer the inside tricep, the inside hit by your elbow, really hard. Um, I find those like the JM press. Um, if you do the rope pull downs and you kind of you know push it away from you, I, I know I've seen you do that in one of your uh, your videos. You hit that inner tricep by the elbow. Um, those two staples, you know, really hammering the tricep for bench, you know, along from besides just shirting, getting in the shirt, which taxes your triceps as well. 
a JM press or something with the free weights. Um, those are staples that I do about every week. So you're really tricep heavy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Leg drive, you know, hammering your back, you know, it all plays together. I've been hitting my back pretty hard this, this cycle and I've been able to tell the difference, but I feel like if you got to have some tricep there, you got to have some strength and stuff and able to, to handle those weights, especially when you're down there trying to touch, having it just sit right on top of your triceps like that really, really helps out. Yeah, that's your lockout, 100%. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank you first for, for coming on. Um, you know, after we end here, just stay on for a second too. But uh, where can we uh, find you on social media and everything if you want to follow your progress? Yeah, uh, Facebook is just my name. You can just search me, Tony Carlino. And on Instagram, it's at SirBenchalot1, just the number one. One of the greatest usernames, may I add. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Love that one. Yeah, I needed some creative. So, so. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, um, everyone that's listening, go follow on SirBenchalot1 on Instagram. You can see Tony's progress there as he gets ready for this is meet coming up uh, a couple weeks, and then uh, the Arnold, of course. So, good luck. In a couple of weeks at your meet there, hope you get that 900. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks again for, for coming on the bench, Cats. Yeah, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, it has. We'll have to have you on again. We'll do an Arnold recap or something. Yeah, anytime. Just let me know. All right, guys. You know where to find us at Big Benches on Instagram. Elvis at small arm, leg strong, another great username on Instagram. <laughs> and of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Appreciate you listening. You go on iTunes, you want to leave a five star review. That means a lot to us. Really appreciated. And uh, there you have it Tony Carlino on the bench cast. Thank you for listening to the bench cast.